<laughs> you have no power here, Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> I will draw you, Saruman, as poison is drawn from our wound. Chapter 3. You have no power here. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, this is Chapter 3 of our Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers classic seven-part podcast. Um Today we're going over uh, Pappy's lovely little timestamp number here. That's right. <laughs> he gave me a great section. It's not correct. Oh my god! <laughs> kind of with two great Gandalf pep talks, um, and Pappy left us off with the last one. We're going to start out with what we kind of dubbed our A plot last time, which is Frodo and Sam uh, with Smeagol in tow, or rather leading them to the Black Gate. Uh, Stevie, I'm going to come over to you on this first part. I think. Um, what do you think about? the hobbit's plan to just run into the open gate here uh, straight into <laughs> Sauron's hands beeline it okay so i think there's even a more extended extended cut because <laughs> only a severe pothead would be like bro you see a thousand soldiers right there yeah you see that gate Right when that thing opens, we're gonna zip right by him. <laughs> like, yeah, man. That's like the only thing that makes sense. And nonetheless, that like the people that were going into the gate look just like Shredder from TMNT. And so like <laughs> dangerous. And not just Shredder, but Shredder with eye makeup. So it's such a dangerous combo, it's such a foolish plan. It's hard to comprehend what they were even thinking. Stevie, hmm. they showed in the movie that those men can't see. Uh, hobbits from four or five feet away. Inches. Like. A mere inches. <laughs> they have the invisibility cloak. <laughs> no, before he put the cloak over before them. That, no, you're right. <laughs> that, they, can't see, like, they can't see them falling down. That's like, would be so obvious and all that dust would be coming up and the rocks would be falling. Yeah, it's bad. So, bad. Yeah, hobbits are closer than they appear. Like, <laughs> when it shows them up close, yeah. like, you realize how close these wild men are. Like, you think they're kind of far away because there's some, like, camera trickery, but when they walk up, it's only a few steps away, man. It just tells me that, like, whoever made these helmets were like, hey, guys, these things will stop an axe, they'll stop a sword, but you cannot <laughs> look down. That's the Big only drawback spots. to this. Big drawback to this helmet design. It's it's incredible, and I, I I completely agree with you guys. I watched this part like six times. Like, what is the perspective here that they're so fucking close and he just throws the, the cape over themselves? Um, I'm not sure who the biggest Harry Potter fan is here, Brett. I think I'm gonna Josh. come over to you, Bo- Josh. Books wise, yeah, books wise, me. I, sure. I'm sure of it. So I'm books wise. Well, <laughs> Brett, I'm gonna come to you since you're also steeped in Lord of the Rings. Uh, where are we at here with comparing Harry's cloak to one of these elven cloaks? <laughs> Did they just clone uh, it like I mean, eight times? No, I mean, Harry, let's be honest. Harry's cloak's a lot better. but Way uh, Because, I mean, they, they said, I don't think these cloaks could protect us in there. <laughs> yeah, Harry's could. Mm. They just walk right in there, tiptoe in there, right up Mount Doom, movie over. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. It's, it's, got good pro- it's got good properties and everything. It's a good. It's a good cloak. Harry couldn't just like whip it out from two two feet away and like be covered immediately though. That's some oh, whack yeah. shit. Yeah, but the hobbits are relying so much on the orcs' bad 
vision plan, <laughs> <laughs> health insurance, <Fair>. like <laughs> no contacts. True. <laughs> Corey, I'm going to come to you on the last point for this scene, I think. Um, we talked a little bit last part about how, like what Smeagol's true intentions are here and like what his end goal is kind of when he leads them to the black gate he's kind of in the background but he's freaking the fuck out he's panicked um, <laughs> and to me it's pretty clear that he's not actually going to let the ring get in there without him getting it somehow like what what do you think his state of mind is here yeah he's a little shithead <laughs> <laughs> he wants the ring that's that's kind of always been the weird thing to me about like having him involved because they know that more than anything, he wants the ring. So eventually, he's going to try to fuck them over. Like, it's inevitable. But I guess they have no other choice. They're in a desperate situation. I wanted to quickly mention the gate itself. It's so mm. fucking cool. Like, it is. This place is epic. The gate is, like, huge. Huge. And it can't be opened like the way the Gondor gates can by, like, men. <laughs> it has to be opened by giant fucking trolls that just have to stand there all day until it's their turn to open the gate <laughs> which is pretty crazy it is pretty intimidating um is it economical though <laughs> yes what do you mean that troll's got to get bored though right apparently it's not very fast slave labor man definitely at a point did they ever draw a comparison between like the Black Gate versus Helm's Deep. I know we'll get to that in a little bit, but like, is one more impenetrable than the other? The Black the Black Gate seems pretty legit. I agree with Corey here. Black Gate doesn't have a big uh, water vent <laughs> inside of it. So. I mean, this is going into the next movie a little bit, not too much, but like when Aragorn and the guys from Gondor appear at Mordor to challenge Mordor. They just sit in front of the gate and everyone from Mortar just spills out. Like, it's so not fair. Because when the orcs go to Helm's Deep, like, they got to try to penetrate the walls and the gates and stuff. I don't know. It, that always seemed like a little bit of a cop-out to me. Because the men, they can't get through that gate. They have no fucking chance. Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy, The right? arrogance of Sauron. Well, I mean, they <laughs> they just open the gate. That's, like, the way they write themselves out of it. <laughs> they just open it and they have the orcs come outside. It's hmm. only flaw. <laughs> <laughs> Not a master tactician. Um, okay, we're going to skip over our B plot, which is Gandalf and company. We're going to go to the C plot for a quick interlude here. Uh, Stevie, you mentioned that Sam might be a pothead for suggesting they just run for it. Um, we actually yeah. visit our favorite potheads here in the forest, Merry and Pippin. Mikey, come to you on this one. Does it seem like Pippin had a dream about just smoking ditchweed? Is that what he was talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't remember this part much at all until uh, today. So <laughs> Pippin, which which is which? Uh, Mary is the one drinking He's the water. Taller. Pippin's, or is Pippin's he the a tall one. one yeah. Taller than who? <laughs> yeah, Pippin, I guess, has just been watching mary sleep and drinking water and i guess it's making him grow a little bit it's magical in some way and then mary wakes up and he's kind of like hey you look a little bit different you look a little taller than me i've always been the tall one i guess it's not explained but the water is just making everything grow at a much faster rate and making pippin grow it's uh what the ants drink and stuff it's like uh their essence of it's ant piss <laughs> well it tastes good <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so Pippin's chugging it like Gatorade, just loving it, getting taller, burping, stretching out. <laughs> but then when Mary goes to drink it, he like screams at him not to drink it. That's what I don't understand. Like, why don't you share this with your pal? He's a greedy little bastard. He wants to be the taller. He wants one. to be five seven. There's plenty. Mm. There's plenty of water. He wants all the water. That would be a trip for Sam and Frodo when they show up and they're both like <laughs> six one. <laughs> I yeah. But yeah, and then uh, they lay down in some trees, like wrestling, and the trees are like starting to wake up and eat them, I guess, or just like trap them Free underneath fertilizer. their roots. This was, uh, this might be, again, I, I hadn't seen the extended edition before, and I think this is one of the worst extended scenes in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this seems just thrown in there. Mikey, Stevie, I, th- I think you were both along on this adventure when we were in high school we went and saw the movie called the happening and it oh, seems God. like the trees in this movie also kind of just hate people and want to kill them is that the inspiration <laughs> well i mean hmm. obviously the happening is a love letter to this extended scene but um, yeah. <laughs> very obvious but like this scene more than most because I know we'll get to it later in like later episodes, but like there's some halting scenes within the extended edition. And I feel like whatever momentum was like leading up to this scene right here, like this just brings it to an immediate screeching halt. You should not be making each earth dig deep. Drink water. Go to sleep. Away with you. Think like a bus about to hit a group of nuns and it slams on the brakes. This is what that scene does. And I have, I can't believe, even believe they put it in the extended scene. It just bothers me that much. I, yeah. It caught me really off guard. Cause I was like, this is no, there's no way this was in the original, like theatrical cut. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. And it's not that great, but it does stick out yeah. way more than it should so i think that's a couple of, days ago we yeah. talked about which ones are our favorites of this the trilogy and i think the reason in my mind that i put two towers last is because of the ant stuff <laughs> not that it's awful but it's just not as good as everything else it's less good i was shitting on the ants last episode but i do like the second part of it when they're talking about the uh the ant wives I, I think that part's a little like sad and sweet, and I knew it complete. You know, I, I like that little that little. Part. When I wore younger man's clothes, <laughs> I I agree. For the book readers on the call. Is Enting, like he talks about going to like an Enting in the past, is that just a big tree orgy? <laughs> no. It sounds like yes. They don't have it orgy. sounds like it yes. Sounds like the tree is in rut. That's what it sounds like. Mm. Maybe. They're all like men. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't, don't think they, <laughs> like, they literally, like the, you were talking about the ant wives, they like lament. He talks about the ant wives all the time and how sad he is that they haven't seen him in so long. So ant beat, beat off all the time. He gets now. pretty. He, oh, yeah. he gets pretty hype when he talks about the ending, though. Back in the day, mm, unfortunate. Yeah, very problematic <laughs> memories from Treebeard. What are you calling it, Jordan? The, he talks about like an ending when they used to like 
Isn't it the Entmoot? Entmoot. That's, that's, that's what they're, they're traveling to right now. Yeah. Entmoot. Get that's also an orgy. Nah. <laughs> it's the extended, extended edition. <laughs> XXX. It's Peter Jackson's private cut. <laughs> um, Alright, back to our B-plot, which uh, is Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Um, they are traveling to Edoras. Uh, Josh, I'll better ass josh i'll come to you on this one um do you look for welcome in edoras <laughs> it used to be more welcoming i've heard <laughs> but seriously every time they say edoras i, re- I get reminded of big lebowski pederas <laughs> same what's same. a pederas dude that's how i remember that worm tugs dude worm tongues <laughs> uh i don't know do you want me to set up the scene a little bit please please you know, Rohan's guards are all men, but the kingdom's kind of slowly being taken over by this evil, and that's mostly Grima Wormtongue. And I think, like, the big thing here, Jordan, is that they let Gandalf through the gates with his staff, or into the even oh, yeah. the king's hall with his staff. And, like, he's been around before. So they stupid. know what wizards do. <laughs> <laughs> this is Middle-earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually part of the reason I wanted to throw it to you, Josh. As the resident old man, like, have you ever like faked a limp and used, uh, like, had to like make an excuse and had a local elf like help you into the hall? Get that like senior this discount. To, yeah, exactly. Like he, he's really laying it on thick here to get in with his with his staff. No, but I think mm, trying to think of a personal anecdote. I feel like uh, gr- mm, I don't want to say that one. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> shuffle through them. Mm. No, Jordan, not really. Oh, man, wow. <laughs> Where Josh denied a pregnant woman a seat on a bus, <laughs> fake a knee injury. Speaking of pederast, Grima's trying to fuck, isn't he? <laughs> Sheesh. Am I right that it seems like he almost tricks Eowyn into kind of getting with him in that scene? Really? Greasy worm tongue. <laughs> When all your life seems to shrink, the walls of your bower closing in about you. So fair. So cold. Like a morning of pale spring still clinging to winter's chill. Your words are poison. Uh, Corey, what do you think? Ah, oh, man, it's... I, I don't remember it going... I remember he was trying to, like, woo her a little bit, and she's like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. And then he's kind of like, oh, yeah? Well, who's going to help you? And that's kind of like Dennis reynolds That's kind of, you know... <laughs> the implication. <laughs> implication. <laughs> Doesn't he, like, look down at his boner, too? In shame? Shame. <laughs> he's not exactly Aragorn, yeah. <laughs> they don't call him Worm Tongue for nothing. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he actually has a like Wormtongue has a pretty a couple pretty good lines in this scene to me like a just question my liege um, and then there's another one that's I think later on but no like I said Gandalf lays it on thick uh, he sneaks in with the staff and then there's a pretty jarring fist fight here Pappy how do you feel about uh, the backwards punch from Legolas uh, the rest of this scene. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like when Helga punches That's the one. what's his name from Hey Arnold? The kid who breathes a lot. Like, and she just like does the one arm up in the air behind the head punch. Like, 
it, it is a little jarring, but the whole like approaching the throne scene is so great. And when, when so Gandalf good. whips off his uh, his gray cloak and like reveals himself as Gandalf the White after that line that you did so well, Jordan, you <laughs> have no power. <laughs> it's just freaking awesome. That transition where he hits hit Theoden in the mm. head with the staff and then Saruman <laughs> goes like flying in his tower. I love that. He cut. goes flying across the court. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You hear the sneaker War squeaks. <laughs> the gym sneaker squeaks is so awesome. <laughs> you can just have the sliding effect, but they put in like the running suicides like gym sneaker squeaks and I love <laughs> <laughs> you guys talked about the gym the gym sneakers last time I like too. to believe that they were actually throwing Christopher Lee across the, the floor <laughs> oh I need to do that again uh, <laughs> yeah I didn't get it that time if I go Theoden dies you did not kill me you will not kill him. <laughs> Rohan is mine. Be gone. So yeah, Theoden kind of comes back. <sighs> They chase Worm Wormtongue out of. Uh, I keep wanting to say Wormtail because we went on Harry Potter earlier, but um, they kind of chase Wormtail out of the hall. And this part's a little bit confusing to me, but Theoden's about to like strike him down. And uh, Stevie, can we get a theory on this? Like Aragorn, first of all, he lay he lays hands on King Theoden, um, but he also like saves Wormtongue for mm-hmm. no reason in my mind. It's quite obvious that the people of Rohan have lost all faith in Theoden. If he had struck down Wormtongue, like, I don't know, it's probably different in the book, but like in this movie, in this setting, if he had like struck down Wormtongue, his people would have been like, you know, what in the hell is this guy even doing? Like beheading people, Mm. like not even in a ceremonial way. Like typically beheadings, it's a little bit of a ceremony. This is just on steps (laughs) on a whim. And so I figured Aragorn looked at it like that way. Like, hey, let's play a little politics here. Let's get you looking good again. You've been blackout drunk for two straight years. Let's just get you. Let's ease you into this now. Give me a good spit handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I think the villagers would be like, hey, Theoden's looking pretty good. Is that Theoden? He's back My to his God. old self again. The, those cataracts have really cleared up. Yeah, he's got, got some colors. I like how his skin like uncakes at that moment, but why does his hair get trimmed up? Like, it should have been trimmed in the next scene. It's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. And Grima gets fucking launched, man. They, he oh, gets that You guys always think about how much that would hurt. Yeah. Like he goes right on those stairs, like right on the corners of them. Yeah, that would it's hurt. It's like jazz from Fresh Prince. This is so bad, but one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is like the two and a half seconds that Grima's just on the ground writhing. Yeah, oh no, for sure. It's totally cool. I, I'm watching it in a small window. That just happened. <laughs> Uh, why I, I don't I don't like just give him a, a poke. I agree. <laughs> Prove he can bleed, and de- definitely don't give him a horse. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't have to fuck. kill him, but you don't. You can like put him in jail. Yeah, leave him stranded. <laughs> He's clearly very dangerous. Like, yeah, at least wait till you're figured out this Saruman problem. Like. You know he's just going to go tell Saruman everything. (laughs) 
and he does. <laughs> a little waterboard, get some info. Come on. Like, oh, come on. The gang solves the Sauron problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Thaden's back, but unfortunately his son has died over in the next room over there. It's it's interesting to me because they they have a pretty nice funeral for him, but it was pretty noticeable knowing what comes later that they bury him with a pretty nice looking sword. Um, Pap, I feel like they could have used that sword later on. <laughs> yeah, especially when they get to Helm's Deep and they're fighting with like pitchforks <laughs> yes. and whatever they can muster. Tradition is tradition, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't feel a lot in that scene because we, we don't ever spend any time with the sun, right? Yeah. So it's hard to grieve someone we never really knew. But the music is fantastic like the look with like the Not hills song, and the flowers though. and stuff and like yeah Ooh. well it, apparently there was no cgi <laughs> in like those landscape shots like when they zoom out and they show the mountains like that's just like how remote they were that's like a hundred percent natural like landscape which is pretty crazy so I, I i do like the whole sequence one thing that's kind of interesting though is that that death in the books takes place like a couple of weeks or months before they even get there so yeah. one of the, like the changes people like complain about is that they like change the date of that son's death. But if you think about it from like a movie making perspective, I know you didn't feel much, but at least it makes sense to show that this king is like so unaffected that even his son dying. Yeah, that's good. Like he's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then like he's absolutely devastated. Like, yeah, Brett, did you say you didn't like the song? Brett, did you say you didn't I like mean, the song? We, Brick and I, Brick and I both like looked at each other and she said. It's a good thing this scene was cut. I was like, definitely. I like it. I think it's cool. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> it doesn't start strong, but I think it, you know, it's after got a few a seconds. Of, it's it... got a lot of heart. I'll give you that. Just maybe not a lot of pitch or tone. See, does anybody know what language that she's singing in? She's singing in Icelandic. I was going to say, she's singing. It would be so awesome if she was singing in Icelandic. Something <laughs> Nordic, probably. I think it's Old English, and I think it's might even be pulled from Beowulf, partially, or something like that. Uh, I think it's uh, Sigur Rós uh, gobbledygook language. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One one of the other things I wasn't sure about, but he says something about like the flowers on the graves. Is there a significance to that? Is it in the books, Brett? No, I don't. I, th- I just thought the whole significance of that was he's going to be buried on his forefathers, and now he's like that's the goal. But instead, he's burying his son. So it's kind of like someone gotcha. saying, you know, the worst thing to do is bury a child. You know <clears throat> that. Yeah, not to butt in, but those are called the symbol. Miney, and that might come into play in trivia later. Oh, wait, they're called symbol minies. It's a really crazy word. Like, symbology, <laughs> simple harmony. I don't think that's right at all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're in the middle of this funeral. Well, I guess not the middle, but the end. The father is grieving, and this asshole kid and his sister ride up and interrupt the grieving process here. She's got the most annoying voice. Street urchins. <laughs> Where's the kid, mommy? The kid falls off his horse, and he uh, eventually they kind of take them up and feed them some of the gross stew. Um, <laughs> and they they find out that there are wild men moving across Rohan. I think I finally put it together on this rewatch. The Westfold. That was the Westfold that fell, right? <laughs> like where those kids came from. That was no the idea. Westfold? I think so. Bum, bum. Where was fucking Gondor? In Gondor. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, that's what. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the kids basically bring the bad news. Where was that... Theoden when the Westfold fall? Yeah, <laughs> no one knew <laughs> the Westfold was going to chair. fold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Corey. It's all good. Uh, we learned that the Urukai are coming from uh, Saruman's hangout, and basically, Rohan has to do something, and what. King Theoden lands on it is to retreat to Helm's Deep, which is this epic fortress they have that's supposed to be like unpenetrable, safest place you could be in Rohan, especially if there's an army coming in. Uh, that's what he decides. I, I think Gandalf is kind of like not in total agreement that that's the best idea, but you know, Theoden's the fucking king, so that's what they do. <laughs> I don't get that at all. Like, because apparently that was a change from the books that that they're more on board with the plan to go to Helm's Deep. Like, what is what is Gandalf proposing? That they just ride out and fight 10,000 orcs in an open <laughs> battlefield? Like, That's the most, to me, that was the most confusing thing. First of all, the women and children, like, they don't leave the capital. Like, they stay there. They're, like, not in danger there. Um, and then, like, everyone rides out, and, like, Faden's got this, like, bloodlust where he's like, let's go fight, and everyone's trying to convince him, like, you need to go with your people and defend Helm's Deep or whatever. And he's like, no, I need to ride out. Like, he's just, like, itching... And then Gandalf eventually convinces him to go back. Like, I, it's like, I don't really know what Gandalf's doing still, and I just listened to it recently. Do you know, Corey? No, and they, like, uh, they don't, they, the women and children don't go, and they just, like, all decide, like, Eowyn's going to, like, lead. Like, everyone loves her, and they've said that if he dies in, uh, what's the crap? Aemir? Yeah, if Eowyn dies, then Eowyn's going to be, like, their heir, because everyone loves her, and even if, though she's a woman, like, uh. she'd be perfect, so... It's kind of weird, but yeah. I was thinking about this too. Like, this is a huge question for me. And the only thing I could think of is Gandalf's thinking, like, for the survival of mankind's species, it's like better if Rohan riders just go out and try to attack and give the the townsfolk people to just like scatter across the earth or something. <sighs> that that's the only thing that made sense to my brain. Uh, I was doing a little research. You guys said, what did you say something about the West something? The Westfold? Westfold. I, I was doing a little research, and it looks like that's who helped them win at Helm's Deep. So whether that's like that in the movie or not, hmm. they helped turn the tide of the war. So The scale of this movie, like when they show Gondor from high up later, and when they show like the amount of townspeople there are, it seems like men are already down to like their last couple hundred dudes. <laughs> Yeah, Perkin Brand at the Westfold. <laughs> yeah, this area of their uh, their holdout is not great. It looks pretty flimsy, I would say. Um, <laughs> but like I said, this part is kind of ended by another pep talk. Gandalf kind of talks up Aragorn here. He's like, the defenses must hold. Um, and Aragorn tells him that they will. Josh, do you want to give us this last line as you take us into trivia here? I don't know, man. He says something like, wait five-ish days at the Helm's Deeps. <laughs> Is that what he says? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, word for it. word. <laughs> On the dawn of the fifth day, look for me from the Helm's Deeps. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the line. Verbatim. <laughs> look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. At dawn, look to the east. Yes, uh, but yeah, Gandalf rides off, uh, leaving the other guys to help the people of Rohan uh, get to Helm's Deep. It's a long walk. Uh, Josh, you got trivia for us? I do. Thank you so much. 
let's get to trivia. I teased it earlier. Um, let me pull up my notes here. See who's in the lead. Stevie has six. Okay. Corey and I both have five. Yes. <sighs> Brett has two. Twelve. Pap Dog has one. Nice, Pat. Mikey has Nero. Jordan, you oh, sure man. I don't have two th- th- thousand? <laughs> we have five. I, I think we're all in single digits still thousand. here. Let me double check. <laughs> okay, so since Mikey's in last, do you, Mikey, do you want to go first or last? What game are we playing? It's closest to. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll go last. Good thing. Happy okay, first or last. Since you are way down there too. Do you want to go second to last or first? Oh. Second to last. And Brett, do you want to go third to last <laughs> or first? Third to last. Third to last. Stevie, you are first. I'll go first. I would vol- I'll, I'll volunteer first. Let's go. Let's <laughs> set this tone. We talked about the town of Pederas earlier. Pederas <laughs> 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 has burial mounds and Seemingly, if you count the mounds, um, it shows you how many generations back it's been since like the originator of Rohan um, established the kingdom. So the movie is actually true to the books here. I want to know how many mounds there are. It's less than a thousand. Thousand. Let's go with 276. All right, Jordan. <laughs> I feel like in that scene, I could only see about Five, but <laughs> I'm gonna go with 82. I'm gonna say then 80. Fuck, Brett. Oh, can they make a point in the book to say they haven't been there even close to as long as Gondor? I will say, go. Oh. Ooh, or do they? Uh, f- uh I'll go 54. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Pap. 15. That's a good one. That's a good one. And Mikey. It's probably going to be 900 because Stevie gets lucky. <gasps> 14. <laughs> 900. It is less than 1,000. It's under 1,000. <laughs> 999. So on one side of the road, there's like a little path that goes through. There's nine. And on the other side, there's seven. <laughs> Damn, Pab, you were close. Wow. There's something significant about those numbers, but that's six... 16 total mounds. Nice. Mounds. Nice one, Pappy. <laughs> nice. Pappy, you get six points there. Let's go. Yeah. Is that right? Six points for that it. or five points? I think it was seven points. Five. Seven. Five, five, five zero. Points. <laughs> 12 for the Pap Lords. <laughs> <laughs> Pappy, you're at six points. You, you are up with Stevie now. It's really tied up there right around the Whew. six, seven. It looks like Corey is actually... The ring bearer at this moment. No. Nope. <laughs> what? Not to the last episode. Josh, do you no. know how to do math? It is. That's right. What? Yeah. It's right, but you're no. I still got the ring. Well, I, I get my time until the next episode. <laughs> no. So just let me have this. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every day. I gotta say, Stevie is still like the reigning champ from the last like fellowship series, so <laughs> <laughs> Are we what? done with that one? Is that it, Josh? Back to Jordan. Yeah, that's the standings. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Spoiler. 
Smooth Puh. boy. Water. Spoiler Man here. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoiler. It's lit. The Billy Joel cover you heard in this episode was by YouTube user Blue Ridge 1961. His Piano Man cover video has like 18 views. Maybe give it some love. Crawling on all fours like a beast. That was spoilers.